conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good morning, America and hospitality and all the above. What is up? Good morning. Just had an ad pop up. (laughs) Well, one of our articles we're covering today, an ad just popped up. So, Uh, you know, happy Monday. That's what happens. Happy Monday. Um, Super exciting uh, month we've had. This is actually an extra long month. August has five Mondays in it now. Uh, So, dude, we've had... A crazy August so far. We still got two more to go. Well, one more to go after this. Um, Me too. Two more. No, I think one. One more. We've done Brandy. We've done an episode with Mark. We've done an episode with Jamie. Our episode today, and one more after this. So oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, good but good stuff with Jamie. Uh, you know, having a our our second. Yeah, we'll, we'll call him second, third, second co-host uh join us going into the data so pretty exciting how did you feel about last week's episode with uh with jamie yeah i think this whole month has been fantastic um and our viewers i think are thanking uh us for adding some new voices to the show it's been yes it's been needed and we we really appreciate it there will still be shows that will and i handle on our own like today when there's just a lot of news going on that we just want to drop some commentary on and, and maybe get some of y'all's thoughts on it too. So um, hope you had a good weekend, Will, but let's just jump right into it. Jumping into it this week, as we predicted, uh, doing some M&A activity. So let's jump into the first article, which we saw from our friends at Kasai. Uh, they are now merging, which is pretty pretty legit yeah we've seen a good number of acquisitions thus far this year a few mergers but this one this one's interesting i do think there is the ability to to do some mergers um with some of your competitors to to have strength in numbers and a perfect example uh of this is altito altito pulled it Mm -hmm. off really well 
They ended up getting acquired through a kind of merger slash acquisition, uh, a hybrid. Um, there's strength in numbers. The bigger you are, the more scale you have, the better you can optimize um, many parts of your business. So congrats to, to Kasai for, for a merger. I think this makes them the largest operator in Latin America, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, if not, somebody can correct me on that. But yeah, look, it's uh, a trend. It's not going to be the last one. There's more that'll that'll happen, almost guaranteed. Um, but it kind of brings us into our next one. If you don't end up merging or getting acquired, you either get shut down like Wanderjaunt did. And whenever there are losers, there are winners. Um, so congrats to Jesse and Front Desk for picking up some of their inventory. Um, you know, we saw this a lot during COVID when Stalford shuttered, you know, Sexton picked up a lot of properties, you know, number of come front us picked up some properties of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's winners and losers and in, in all economic outcomes. Uh, that is a capitalistic society. And, you know, I, I think both of those stories go to show if you are friendly with your competition it could end up in a good thing long term um yeah i'm as competitive as the next guy absolutely like i'm very very competitive um but if you understand that one day your competitor might come to you wanting to merge or um they might be going out of business and if you've been friendly with them they could pass some contracts over to you Mm-hmm. as they're going out of business that's beneficial to you so you know, don't underestimate being kind to your competitors you don't have to go out to eat with them every week but be friendly um you know be open i think this space is really good about being transparent with one another mm-hmm. um for the most part and some of the bad apples that have been in the space have disappeared really quickly um, that we're trying to, yeah. to bamboozle people. Um, I was going to say, uh, so. I think they're the ones that make a big wave in the beginning and then they fizzle out really quick as we've seen with some stuff Domeo. last year. Yeah. Domeo, I mean, Domeo but... is a good example, right? Like, yeah, uh, they weren't, they didn't play friendly in the sandbox with others and they were uh, uh, in and out <laughs> hundred, hundred million yeah. bucks on fire, something like that. Um, so, Another bit of really cool news uh, that, that dropped this week. We've got mergers, we've got acquisitions, we've got businesses. We got a little bit of everything this week. Yeah. Shuttering, businesses growing. Um, Guesty has raised $170 million, which is a ton of money. Um, we haven't seen this kind of money come into the space. Maybe the last check was Vacasa or Sonder. And guess what? Both of those companies went public. Um, I w- honestly, I would have thought Guessy's next move was to IPO, but they're probably looking at the current market conditions and realizing it's it's better to wait. So, um, kudos, Varid. Um, well done. You guys have have done a great job building the company. We know that IPO is going to happen at some point, but you know it's probably prudent to to wait. So, congrats on the massive amount of funding. Um, 
I would anticipate Guesty to start rolling up some more companies. You know, they've, they've made a couple acquisitions through the years, but you know, with sitting on that kind of cash in this kind of market, they're going to be buyers almost guaranteed. Well, I was going to say, I think we're going to see, I just based off of some other previous fundraises that we saw happen this year, I think some people went shopping for sure. So um, I think we're going to see more outside of just this guesty announcement. I think guesty for sure will be a big buyer, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if September right around guesty Val and a bunch of these other conferences, you know, Verma people are going to start announcing a lot uh, right around there getting that. That's a really good point. Every year, everyone waits till like September to announce their news because October is yeah. Verma and everyone yeah. wants to be talked about at Verma. So 100%. good point. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I know for a fact there's been acquisitions happen out there with, with companies that we know. Uh, so it's just a matter of time before they get announced publicly. Yeah. Um, some companies that have done acquisitions before and some haven't. And it's it makes sense. We've talked about it a lot on this show. There's a lot of tech vendors in the space. There's probably not a lot that are profitable. There are a lot just backed, propped up by by venture capital. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to grow. But at some point, you either have to grow or you have to go. And that was a good pun. Um <laughs> And we're coming to that stage that capital is going to dry up for companies that don't have insane growth metrics. Uh, there's still money out there for those companies that have strong books. But Simon Lehman, profitability. Yeah. We've preached it many times on this show. Well, uh, it's going to be really fun to watch. And I, I think the conference move is super smart. We just did something very similar, obviously, but um, which we can get into Let's a little into later. No, I was going to say, we. Can... Don't just pause. Well, okay. Okay. You guys, I wish I had a drum roll effect or something. That'd be sweet. Um, so, big news. I'll set it yeah, up. Yeah, big news. All right. Set it up. Everybody listening has probably seen it at some point because it's yeah. been everywhere. But our boy, Will Slickers, has launched Amplified Audio, bringing this podcast game to the next level. Tell us about it, Will. Yeah. So we announced... Uh, on the 18th of this month that AmplifiedAudio.com is the parent company of now hospitality.fm and a bunch of other niche category podcasts. Uh, so we're going to start launching niche networks um, is pre- pretty much the only way we could sum it up for categories in the audio space that aren't, you know, uh, murder, mystery, thrillers, comedy, and like, you know, famous podcast uh, people and we're going to go in super specific categories like we did with hospitality fm so it's very exciting we announced it right before dallas uh podcast movement conference so the biggest podcast conference uh there and shout out to katie gerber who is uh been running our pr and has killed it because now while we're here in dallas getting ready to attend this podcast conference we already got tons of good meetings and tons of good connections wanting to hear and learn more so it's been really fun yeah she's fantastic if you need a uh, pr gal contact katie we'll sure. link the details uh congrats man look it's uh it's the time to make some moves you know when a lot mm-hmm. of companies start to shell up and and hunker down for whatever we have in store over the next year or two um 
that's when the bold people can grow like crazy and mm -hmm. kudos to you. It's, it's only been announced for a couple of days and you know, it sounds like you've got yeah. some insanely good things already coming of it. So, um, can't wait to see where, where this goes. And, uh, it's a, a good lesson for all of us. You know, you don't have to just look in the same place as you have been for the past few years. Yeah. Um, dip your toe into other markets and see what, uh, what else is out there. Trust me. It was scary thinking about going into anything outside of hospitality. I was like, man, what is everyone going to think? You know, I'm a short-term rental guy. I'm a hotelier. I started off in this world. Why do I, you know, maybe it's not good that I leave. Not that I'm leaving, but not good to, to go into, you know, different, um, sectors, different industries. And for us, like we've just seen audio, doesn't really care what industry you're in. I think we can all use uh, this medium in a powerful way. So we're all interested of... in more topics than just one, right? I mean, I don't yeah, just 100%. listen to hospitality podcasts. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned two things in the same breath, but they're very different uh, hotels and short term rentals. Mm -hmm. If you're in short term rentals, I know a lot of short term rental operators that are moving into the hotel space. 100%. And vice versa. There's a lot of hotels that are moving into the short-term rental space. Um, we've, I wrote an article probably seven years ago about the blending of hospitalities. It's still happening. It's happening more and more. It's becoming more mainstream. But mm -hmm. it's okay to venture out. And in fact, they're so complementary in many cases. Like what you're doing isn't specific to short-term rentals. It's not specific to hotels. It can be applied in different avenues. And we should all look at our businesses and say, how can this be applied in various segments? Um, you know, business travel, for example, during COVID, a lot of companies survived uh, pre-COVID purely on business travel. And when they mm -hmm. business travel dried up, they turned into long-term tenants, uh, th those properties. So you know, you have to be nimble. You have to really understand all of the tangential parts of your business to uh, to get through some downturns or to get through some rough times. 100%. And it doesn't hurt, I think, from one thing that we've seen, just, you know, I think from a global, broad, high-level view, hospitality is great. And I, I will always, for sure, like be like, hospitality is what got me to this point right like that was such a great learning lesson on the way but um like you said we're interested in more topics and i think for a business you know for sustainability and profitability purposes obviously like going into other markets is super important for us especially if we've proven out a different and unique thesis and i think companies in our space now that we're talking about whether it's run desk or whether it's any of these companies that are, are raising or growing or doing anything like they're doing something different and the you know, way for sustainability in the long term, whether it's to IPO or if it's to be acquired, you know, I think diversification is pretty important. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty, it's been pretty fun. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's some exciting news this week. Story uh, of the week. Story of the week. Love it. Uh, but on to our normal program. Uh, we do have some more news that's come out. Uh, Michael, I'll let you take this one away because you're the one that sent me this article, which I found very interesting. Yeah. So Sedona in Arizona is offering short-term rental owners 
10 grand if you have a three bedroom and it scales down to studios a year to turn your property back into a long-term rental. Uh, mm. There is not enough housing apparently for locals in that area. Uh, so the, the city is using taxpayer dollars to convert short-term rentals into long-term rentals. If you're a multifamily developer, go to Sedona right now. <laughs> Obviously, it's a market that needs more rentals at a, yeah. at a low rate. Um, it's innovative. You know, at least the city doesn't just outright ban short-term rentals. They're incentivizing people not to do it. Um, instead of collecting all of the revenue on transient occupancy and all of the benefits that people bring in, um, with tourism gap, in general, they're going to pay $10,000, um, which I doubt they'll recoup in income tax from that long-term resident living there. It, it sounds wild. I, I don't know the math of city governments very well, but it, <laughs> I can't imagine too many people take them up on it. I think they had $240,000 that they could deploy for it. So they're looking for up to, or as, as few as 240 properties, but potentially a lot more if they're scaling down one bedrooms studios. Um, I mean, I like it. I, I'm not going to say I hate it. It's better than banning. Uh, Seriously, I was going to say very it's better than banning. Very much. But if you want to talk about banning, our next topic <laughs> for the Goodly. 270th time, Airbnb has banned party houses. Uh, but they have just now rolled out anti-party technology. This is a very clicky headline. Uh, it's one I'm I know very well. Uh, yeah. having spent four years at noise aware i read their press release and, and everything <laughs> there's not a whole lot of tech behind this from what i can tell they're looking at how close you are in proximity to where you live to where you're asking to stay and they're looking at how many nights booked you are so if it's one night from a local person that's a red flag and they're probably that's their anti-party technology there is so far more auto host, like no, pretty much. Auto, no, that's what auto host no, basically on. does on a on a whole back no. end. Every responsible property management company that I know already blocks that. They don't. They yeah. don't allow a one night local booking. Period. Yeah. You don't need technology for that. That's common sense. We learned that <laughs> through COVID, like day one. Yeah. So quite frankly, I don't know what tech is behind it besides just like auto not allowing that booking to go through, which is, you know, that's a step. I'll give you props, Airbnb. You, you at least did that. But there is so much better anti-party tech out there, including my former colleagues at NoiseAware, including AutoHost, SuperHog, Safely. There's, there's a lot of tech insurance screening, um, mm -hmm. actually in-room technology that's built to solve this problem because it is a pervasive problem and yeah. stopping a one night local booking doesn't stop the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Will, you're over 25. You're one of the biggest partiers I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would not rent my place to you. Um, <laughs> but as long as you're not booking a one night stay in Denver, you can book anywhere you want on Airbnb. Um, 
it does take in apparently past uh, reviews, but I could use Airbnb for business travel and then I could go on a bachelor party and people use places for different things, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. People act differently depending on who they're traveling with and the purpose of the travel. So, I mean, I'd love to learn a lot more about the tech. It was very vague in their descriptions. Um, they said it drove down, they tested this in Australia and I'll, I'll make sure I'm not misquoting it. Um, they had a drop by 35% of unauthorized incidences from 2000, from 2021, um, since they, they kicked the pilot off. But if I'm remembering correctly, October, 2021, Australia was still locked down. They weren't allowing people in or out. So of course people are going to be partying. Now they're open. They can go to bars. They can go to nightclubs. They can travel to Europe and party their faces off. That number is going to come down naturally. During COVID, when, when I was at NoiseAware, we saw a 2x growth in parties when lockdown started because people couldn't go to nightclubs or bars or restaurants or concerts or strip clubs. They had to, they had to rent out Airbnbs and party in them. And we yeah. saw the numbers. It happened almost overnight, like after the first 14 days and people were like, all right, I'm done with this. Uh, the, the parties went through the roof, literally two to one, the normal rates. So to have a reduction by 37%, um, it's better to know the full context. And, you know, I, I think we're drawing a correlation there that might not be fully correlatable, if that's a word. Yeah. Well, let's say so. PR play, they have to keep keep the brand and the, the, the name out there. Makes sense. Excellent. Um, excellent PR company. Yeah. Very great at that. You know, like you said, I'm, I'm happy they did the one night thing. I honestly, everything that else that goes into it, you know, checking the radius of where you're booking and how, you know, where you live to the property and all that stuff. After getting to know the auto host team a lot more, like that's what their back end does, but a lot better. And it checks way more than just that. So I think Airbnb, you know, anyone working for Airbnb listening to this, maybe, uh, uh, you know, a partnership or whatever with auto host would be a lot better for you than, than just saying you're doing this because, you know, I think there's a lot more that goes into it when it comes to, it's not just parties, right? Usually when there's a, a party like that, it's, there's some kind of fraud involved. There's some unsafe practices and probably guests attending as well. So claims. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And if there's a lot of growth to get still happen. And if you think just just simply banning a one night local booking is enough, it's it's dead wrong. Like mm-hmm. there there is this whole underworld of people that buy Airbnb accounts, verified Airbnb accounts from someone else. They'll pay them hundred bucks, whatever, five hundred bucks, and go book via their uh, profile. It's That's not wild. local. <laughs> It's somebody who's stayed there before or has, you know, a good standing with Airbnb. This won't catch it all. So you you do need, if you take this problem seriously, you do need more than just to rely on Airbnb. So yeah, it's a, a topic I'm very passionate about and spent many years uh, working well, on. So if you have any questions, anybody, let me know. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to talk about this for, for days. 
Well, I was going to say, I was going to make a comment. It's like, Michael, how passionate are you about this, uh, this whole conversation? Because <laughs> I think this is the one that we've covered the longest of this whole episode. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much it. There, there's a lot covered last week. I'm curious to see what we're going to see. You know, this is only Monday. So let's see what happens next week. Uh, we got one more episode together, just you and me, until we get Brandy back on. So I'm sure she will have tons of comments about this as well. Um, and I know she's listening. So Brandy, we, we miss you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there's going to be a lot coming out this week. I'm pretty sure. And again, September, like it doesn't feel like it. And I don't know if you feel this way at all, but literally I feel like August just started, but yet September is right around the corner. So it's, uh, it's going to be a busy month. I think we're going to have a lot of announcements. We're going to see a lot of stuff coming up, which is great. Like you said, in a couple of weeks before, this is job security for us. Every time something happens, we cover it. And keep we keep coming. going. Yeah. Keep the news coming. I got to stay employed. Seriously. Yeah. I got to figure out how to keep paying Michael if we don't have news. Uh, <laughs> but uh, super exciting stuff, my man. Uh, I'm super excited to be here in Dallas for the Podcast Movement Conference. So anyone who is here in Dallas, Texas, hit me up. I would love to connect uh, with you and the team. And uh, Michael, any fun plans for you this week? Anything looking forward to? Well, uh, I think it's the last weekend before college football starts. Uh, Here we go. So I might be two weeks off, but I think it's just one. So yeah, hopefully this is the last weekend before college football starts. And then, you know, the next 10 weeks will be filled with college football. Love it. Uh, I guess I'm say we won't see Michael very often. Then he'll be on the show looking at a screen off to the side. It's going to be great. <laughs> we don't record on Saturdays, so it's all good. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Well, uh, you heard it here first. Good morning, hospitality listeners and watchers. Thank you for engaging live. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Of course, we love all your feedback. Thank you for everyone who has sent the great messages about some of the changes we've been making to the show. And we are super excited to keep bringing this content uh, to you. And we'll see you all again next week. <laughs>